What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Anchor Down Leadership Podcast. I'm Dustin Mills, your host, founder, Anchor Down Leadership LLC, and head football coach, James M. Bennett High School in Salisbury, Maryland. Again, like every time, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Anchor Down Leadership Podcast, watch this video, whatever, however you're viewing this video, listening to these words. I really do appreciate you, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Um, those of you who don't know, Anchor Down Leadership is a 21st century uh, organization uh, based upon the idea of creating dynamic leaders that are value-based leaders as well from the top down, working with the elite level, the, 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 the head leaders of organizations, all the way down to middle managers and whoever the leaders are in your organization. If you have any questions, as always, you can contact us at uh, Dustin at AnchorDownLeadership.com info at anchordownleadership.com and there'll be some information at the end about some other ways that you can contact. Um, Today I wanted to talk about respect. I'm talking about this the day after our first presidential debate of the 2020 election cycle and you can take that for what it is. But I think that as a leader, one of the main things you can have is respect. Respect in relationships is one of our anchors of leadership at Anchor Down Leadership. Um, We're not going to talk so much about relationships today because that's a much more in-depth conversation, but we want to talk about that respect piece about being uh, an effective leader. The way I look at it, there's a few different types of respect for leaders. The first one is self-respect. If you are going to be a leader, if you are going to be somebody who is in charge of other people, who is tasked with showing them the way to do things, whether it be on the athletic field, whether it be in the business world, whether it be in the classroom, uh, whatever your role is, if you are a leader and you are tasked with showing people how to do something, respect needs to be a key part of who you are, and self-respect has to be the number one thing. Before we can take care of others, before we can teach others, before we can work with others, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure that we are respecting who we are as individuals. We, what does that mean? It means understanding who we are, making sure that we are treating ourselves with the highest form of respect, things like self-talk. And this is something I struggle with very much. Positive self-talk, respecting yourself is a key part of this. I am very self-deprecating sometimes. I call myself names. My wife tells me, oh, you got to talk nicely to yourself. She's absolutely correct. Okay, I need to learn a little bit more of that self-respect. Because if I don't respect myself, how can I then teach and give respect to the people that I lead, to the people that I work with? You know, so having that, that piece of self-respect, and, and that's going to look a little bit different for everybody. That's why I'm not going to spend a ton of time defining self-respect because I think we all know what that means. But if I had to say for me, and I, if I had to give you one definition of self-respect, it's holding yourself to the highest standard possible. Holding yourself to the highest standards that you can set. If you're going to set those respect standards for others, you need to set them for yourself. One thing I always tell my kids in the classroom, if you're one of those kids that's always acting up, carrying on, look at me, look at me, look at me, I need the attention, being a jokester, causing disruption, those sorts of things, you're not respecting others, one, which we'll talk about here in a second. But more importantly, you're not respecting yourself. Why? Because you're only limiting yourself. You're only putting a cap on what you're capable of. If you're too busy trying to tell jokes and and mess around in class, then you're not going to get an education. 
So if I'm a leader, I carry that same philosophy, right? How can I respect myself if I'm doing things that I'm sabotaging myself, right? Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's diet. Whatever it might be, right? Take care of yourself and have that respect for yourself so you can give it to others. For some of us, it's relationships. Some of us are in some very toxic relationships. The rule of thumb is, if you, wouldn't, if you would tell your friend to get out of a relationship that looks exactly like yours, it's probably time you get out of that relationship, right? That's part of that self-respect piece as well. And as a leader, okay, we need to be aware of those situations where we're limiting our self-respect. Maybe it's the people we associate with outside of our organization. Maybe it's the habits that we have as leaders that hurt us as individuals, right? In my opinion, I believe it is hard to be a leader of especially, you know, young men in my circumstance with football, but it's hard to be a leader of anybody if you have any sort of chemical addiction. If you have any sort of predilection towards addiction and you you use that as a crutch of who you are, you're not respecting yourself. And people will know that, and that will carry over into how you work with other people. So that's kind of the first part about respect is self-respect. And again, that will kind of look different for everybody overall. But I think to, to define it in one simple way, it's to hold yourself to the highest standard possible. If you do that, you'll be just fine. Okay. The second form of respect is respect for your position. What does that mean, coach? Well, to put it simple, Every one of us as leaders have a position of leadership. We might be the head coach of a football team, or we might be a first-year JV assistant. We might be the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, or we might be the head of the smallest department. No matter your position in an organization, you need to respect that position. What does that mean? You earned that position through your ability, whether it was your, your, your resume, whether it's your, your actions that people have seen what, by merit, whatever it is, by intelligence, it doesn't matter. You have earned that position. So give it the respect it is due. Treat it accordingly, right? Think about how you would want somebody in that position to act, and you need to do the same. Why? Because it's beneath your position to act any other way. It's also a part of knowing where your position falls in the context of everything else, right? If I'm the head of that small department in a multi-million dollar company, I'm not going to be ripping off emails to the CEO saying, hey, this is what we need to do, right? I'm not going to do those things because that's, again, disrespecting my position. Now, as I move up, as I gain a higher position, as I gain a more influential position, then that's part of my job and that's part of what I'll do. But respecting your position is knowing your job in your position in that organization and doing the best you can in the context of that job. One of the worst things I see a lot of young leaders do is try to do too much. Try to be everything instead of just focusing on what their job is and becoming the best at it and respecting the position they have. They're more worried about trying to get other things done. They're more worried about trying to accomplish other uh, tasks and other objectives, hoping that will make them look good. Well, I can tell you right now, when it comes to promoting assistant coaches, I'm going to promote the guys who do their job the best. I'm not going to promote the guy that tries to do everybody else's job. Why? Because it tells me that person respects their position and they're trying to be the best they can be in that position. To that point, when we have a position, 
continuously learn and develop your skills in that position, right? If I am the head of IT for my company, I better be the most knowledgeable IT guy in that room. If I'm an offensive coordinator, I better make sure that I know the most about offense on that organization and that I'm continuing to learn new things because that is part of respect for the position, okay? Ideas, technology, concepts are always changing. Principles don't change. We've talked about that before. But all those other things are constantly changing, right? We need to stay up on those as effective leaders in our position, okay? If I'm the, uh, the head of IT and I'm really good with Windows 98 in 2020, I'm probably not a very good IT leader, am I? right? I need to respect my position and understand my role, right? If I'm an offensive line coach, okay, then I'm going to want to spend my time learning the newest ideas of offensive line play. I may not use them because I may say, you know, that's a great idea, but I don't think that's going to work for my guys. That's going to work for what we're doing. And that's totally different. That's totally cool. But at least you're learning and trying to become better in your position because your position is part of that bigger organization, part of that bigger team. We've talked about that before. Even as the lowest level leader, we need to keep the team first, the organization first in our mindset. And, you know, so with that, we need to make sure we respect our position and understand that every leadership position on that team is pivotal. If I'm trying to do something else, if I'm not focused on my job, I'm not respecting my job. I'm not respecting my position. As we'll get to here in a second, I'm also then disrespecting the coaches above me who have put me in that position, right? You get put in a position because the people above you think you're going to be successful in that position. So it's disrespectful for, to them to try and do something else. It's also disrespectful to that position, to your role on the team. And you need to keep that in mind. The third part about respect that I'll speak to is respecting the people in your organization. Kind of just touched on this a second ago, right? From the head coach to the lowest coach, from the CEO to the first entry-level manager, to the, from the county superintendent to the brand-new teacher in that building. You have to respect the people in your organization, okay? Uh, I've heard, you know, you've probably heard those quotes before. I was taught to treat the CEO and the janitor exactly the same way. That's not exactly accurate because the way you act toward act the way you act around them will be different but you give them the same amount of respect and i think that's kind of what that piece is going at right doesn't matter who you are in my organization i respect you right the goal is to respect everybody from the top all the way down to the bottom and i'm going to say it even the people we don't get along with what you know say that again coach exactly there's going to be people in our organization that we do not get along with. We're humans. There's going to be rivalries. There's going to be the butting of heads, right? We still need to respect those people in our organization. Why? Because they still have a role to play in what we're doing. They still have a task that makes our organization better. Think about it in context of a teacher's classroom, right? I can't disrespect my students. If I disrespect one student, right, I've disrespected all the students. I can't be picky and choosy. I have to respect them all equally. And I'm going to let you know a little secret. There's some students that I just don't get along with. But that's okay. We still afford them the respect that they deserve. We afford them respect as individuals. Why? Because they're part of our organization. Their success leads to our success, right? 
And you might say, well, they're high school students. How many Blue Ribbon schools are getting Blue Ribbons with students with poor GPAs, right? So if the students are getting good grades, it makes my school look better, makes me look better as a teacher, makes my district look better, right? Just some things to keep in mind. You know, in in the athletic context, right, there's going to be players that butt heads with coaches. There's going to be players who maybe aren't very good at the sport, right? Let's just say it. We have to give them the same amount of respect we give our four-year A1 starter. Why? Because that's the way we will be successful. I can't teach my team to be respectful if I don't show them how it's done. That's something we've talked about before, right, with set the standard. Same thing goes with respect. If I am going to tell my players, you need to respect your teammates, but then they hear me criticizing and harassing and making fun of somebody on that team, now they look at me and say, well, you're a hypocrite, one, and two, we can now make fun of that player. And we lose that whole respect element. And that goes to harm the the uh, culture that we're trying to build, right? We've talked about culture in previous uh, episodes, right? We want to build a culture of respect and success. But if me as a leader, if I'm not respecting the people in my organization, that culture can never exist because they'll see me disrespect people and they will try to do the same and think that it is okay. So we have to respect everybody in our organization at the end of the day. Why? Because everybody on our team, everybody in our organization, everybody in whatever it is we're doing has a role to play in the success of the organization, in the success of the team, and that is our number one goal, right? We've talked about this before. Our number one goal is organizational success, sustained organizational success. The only way we can do that is to build an effective culture, which starts with respect. So we must respect everybody from the top down. doesn't matter whether we like them or not. doesn't matter whether we agree with them or not. You know, I deal with teachers as a coach that have it out for athletes, that have it out they, for whatever reason. I don't know. I can go to them and say, you need to fix this grade. You know, I, I'm the head football coach. You, this kid doesn't deserve this. You need to fix this grade. I could do that, but that's disrespectful to their process. I don't care about why they have it out for athletes. That's not my problem. I still need to afford them the respect so that we can establish a relationship and I can go to them and say, hey, what can this player do to do better in your class? That's how you do that with respect. And that's just something to keep in mind. There's going to be people in our teams, people in our organizations that for whatever reason we don't like, we don't get along with, or we just don't have the highest opinion of. We still need to respect them at the highest level, okay? And that's, that's the third part. Our fourth part of respect is respecting people outside your organization. And this is where it's going to get hard for some of us, right? Everything I've said up till now kind of makes a certain sort of sense. Oh, yeah, coach, that makes sense. Respect the people in our organization. Oh, yeah, self-respect, absolutely. Respect my position. Yeah, I'm, I'm the offensive coordinator. I need to be the best offensive coordinator I can be. Or I'm the, I'm the best uh, department manager. I, I, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. Now it gets real. Respect the people outside your organization. I'm going to point out some places that we think we are respectful, but we clearly are not, right? So when we say that, right, respect people outside of our organization, that's anybody that we have to interact with, okay? Anybody that in our role as coach, as manager, as educator, whatever it might be, we have to respect them. We don't have to agree with them. We don't have to like them. We don't have to see eye to eye. 
But it's okay to agree to disagree and still have respect at the end of the day. And I know in 2020 that that's almost an anathema for some people, right? Just get on social media and see how much disrespect is flying around, right? Well, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you, if you believe differently than me, you must be wrong. Guys, whoa. It's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's okay to disagree and still respect each other at the end of the day, right? That also includes, you ready for this? You ready? Your enemies or your opponents, your competitors, right? We need to respect them. One of the things I can't stand as a coach is when we're playing a team that has no wins, right? And nobody takes it seriously. We disrespect them. And guess what? We go out and we play them, and we have a pretty crappy game. Sometimes even lose. I'll, I'll tell you this story. I was a sophomore in high school. This is an embarrassing one. Sophomore in high school. I was playing football on an American Navy base overseas in Spain. And we were we were, we were decent. We didn't have a win that season, but we had played some really tight games. And uh, we would end up going to the playoffs, so we were an okay team. You know, nothing special, but we were decent. We played a team that hadn't won a game four years. Four years that hadn't won a football game. So did we take it seriously that week? No. We were ready to go on that road trip. All right, because road trips for us were literally flying to other countries to play other military bases. So we were ready to go on that road trip, see some sights, hang out, meet some new people. We thought it was going to be exciting, right? Team hadn't won a game in four years. <laughs> they won a game that year. Yeah, that game against us. Um, that was embarrassing. That was absolutely embarrassing. So as a sophomore, as a 10th grader, I realized I have to always respect my opponent. I need to treat them with the same respect, whether they are the number one team in the state or they're a team that hasn't won a game in four years. I need to treat them with the same respect. I need to prepare for them the same way. And I need to make sure that we are bringing our best team that Friday night. Why? Because as the leader, I'm responsible for my team's preparedness. I'm responsible for how ready my team is. And if I take a week off, my players take a week off. We're not living up to that standard that we set. Okay, We're not living up to that standard of preparedness. right? So the way we can get around that is to respect our opponents. right? In the business space, maybe you have a direct competitor in something. The worst thing you can do is say, oh, we've created this new idea. We've created this new product, right? and it's better than our opponents. It's going to blow them out of the water. Because as soon as you do that, your opponent's doing something to try and catch up. And you're starting to settle. You're starting to relax. That outcome versus process mindset that we've talked about previously, right? That happens. Next thing you know, you've taken your competitor for granted. He's now worked harder and has bypassed you. Why? Because you kind of didn't respect him and his abilities, right? We assume it's very easy as leaders to get arrogant and think we're the hardest worker. We're the smartest. We're the best at what we do. That is easy, an easy trap for us to fall into. How do we prevent that trap? That's through that respect of our opponents, that respect of others outside of our organization, right? If we assume that the other team is working just as hard, guess what? They have practice. They're coaching just as hard. Guess what? They have smart coaches, okay? If we assume and respect them that they are doing the same things we are doing, it will hold us accountable and force us to be the best we can be. Hope that makes sense. I hope you guys kind of understand what I'm saying there, that one way to hold yourself and your organization accountable is to remember that your organ, that your opponents, that your enemies, that your competitors are working just as hard as you are, so you better keep getting after it. You better continue 
to work to your highest standard or else they're going to pass you, right? So that's one way to respect others outside your organization. Okay, now, talking to you coaches, especially you football coaches, I'll be real right here, right? Respecting people outside of an organization. You know who else that means? Referees and parents. Mm-hmm. Referees and parents. All right, stay with me here. One thing that drives me nuts is coaches going off on referees, losing their minds, right? Making comments about referees. Why does it drive me nuts? Well, for two reasons. One, it doesn't help you. I know we think in our minds that losing it on a referee will help us get more calls. I assure you, it does not. Because when you do that, they lose respect for you. And if they've lost respect for you, they're certainly not going to give you the benefit of the doubt at any time. Okay. Two, it's straight up disrespectful. Right? It's almost like, well, because they're a referee, we can talk to them differently than we would any other person. We can call them names that we wouldn't call their people. What are we teaching to our guys? What are we teaching to our, our players that when we do that? That it's okay to be disrespectful to this person because of their job? That ain't right, man. You know, think about the things people say about coaches after Friday nights, right? All the things you read, all the things you hear from the stands. And that irritates you because they're being disrespectful to you because you're the coach. Not to you as a person, but to you as a coach. And that bothers you. So why do you do the same thing to officials? Why do we give the refs an earful thinking that's going to be better in the long run? I promise you it's not. Plus, team strategy thing. When you start to do that, right, when that starts to happen, you give your players somebody to blame. You give your team an excuse to not perform to the highest standard. They say, well, it's the officials' fault. Coach is losing it over there on the officials. It must be the officials' fault while we're losing this game. No, you're losing this game because you're not playing well. Don't blame it on the officials. But when you go out there and act like that, when you lose that respect for their job as referees, man, that only hurts you in the long run. It doesn't help at all. You get a reputation as a screamer, okay? Early on in my career coaching basketball, okay, coaching JV football, all those things, that was me, okay? I always wanted to make the official know that, hey, you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and you're, you're not good at your job, and you don't know what you're doing out here. And I had a reputation that took me a while to overcome. It took me a while to be able to deal with it. And I guarantee there's still officials out there who think that about me. Now, I know that I'm not that way anymore. I know how I act. And that's part of that self-respect piece from earlier. But I'm still sometimes dealing with that. Now, hopefully in the next few years, with me becoming the head coach, we can you know, start to, to, to move past that reputation because that's not what I'm about anymore. It's not what about our organization is about. But I found this out. It didn't help me get any calls. As a matter of fact, it probably forced a few calls to go against me. Why? Because that was my reputation. Since then, now that I've learned to be respectful of them as officials, right, we talk. I ask questions, okay? And it allows me to understand where they're coming from, but it also tells them, hey, coach is reasonable, right? And I will be the first to tell an official, "That's a, you're absolutely right. You know, the player's like, I wasn't holding. I'd be like, no, yeah, you were. You know, it's it's okay to acknowledge those things. We don't, when our guys commit a mistake, it's okay to tell them they made a mistake. We don't have to always protect them, right? They need to learn from that. Plus, when the referee hears them go, yeah, you were holding. He's right. It, you know, they think, hey, this guy at least is respectful of who we are and is is has a perspective that will help us work with him, 
All right, so that's the first one, right? And the second one, like I said, is parents. And I know, I know how painful parents can be. I understand that parents can be a giant pain in the butt. However, okay, and, it, and if you're not a coach, think about it in the perspective of, of your organization. Maybe it's, it's customers coming in and raising a stink, demanding you lower your prices or saying, well, this was mislabeled. I need it cheaper. You know, whatever it might be. Maybe it's that uh, account you have that is never happy. They always want more. They always want more. They always need your time, right? They're always saying, you're not doing a good enough job. I'm going to leave and go to a competitor, but they never leave, right? Whoever it is, okay, you know, we still need to afford them that respect. We still need to respect them as individuals. We still need to respect them in their perspective, okay? I'm going to talk specifically about parents here because that's what I know with coaching, but I think the same concept applies, right? Anytime you have somebody like that, try and understand that perspective. Maybe that customer is upset about prices because they don't have enough money. Maybe because their bills are too high, they've been out of work. And maybe that's their emotional side coming out in this context. So I need to respect them. Arguing back with them, trying to belittle them, trying to make them feel silly is not going to be accomplishing for any. If anything, it's going to give my business a bad reputation. Instead, I work with them. I respect them. And I say, you know what? I respect where you're coming from. Let's see if we can figure something out. Okay? That account that's always in my ear bothering me saying, you need to do it better. You need to do it better. You need to do it better. Okay? Why are they demanding that? Seek to understand why they want more. Okay? Maybe you do need to do it better. Maybe they're holding you accountable in that way. If I go in there with an attitude of disrespect, I'll never hear what they have to say. But if I go in there with an attitude of respect and listening to their issues, maybe I might come out and say, hey, you know what? They are right. We're doing a crappy job. We need to do a better job. Now, coming back around to parents, coaches, here we go, right? Why are parents giving us grief? And it's easy to dismiss them. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about, right? They, they don't understand what we're doing as a team. They only care about their kid. You're right. Absolutely, you're right. The end of the day, I've had a son in the last year and a half, and it has made me really understand this. It has opened my eyes to this perspective, right? That's all they care about is their kid. Why? Because it's their kid. And if they feel that something is happening to their kid, they have every right to be upset. They have every right to come confront you, hopefully in a positive, you know, in a respectful manner. But that is their right as a parent. Just like if I feel like my kid is being wronged, you bet your ass I'm going to the mattresses about that. Because that's what we do as parents, right? Think about it that way. That's what we do as parents. So why would we expect our parents to act differently? Our, the parents of our athletes to act differently. So we need to afford them respect. Instead of just dismissing them out of hand, right? Instead of just saying, oh, they don't know anything. They're an idiot. They're just a loud mouth, right? Bring them in. Respect them. Say, hey, what are your concerns? Okay? And in a respectful tone, answer their questions. You know, there's that old saying, you catch more flies with uh, honey than vinegar. Okay? That's absolutely true. If I have parents that are, you know, creating issues for me, I need to bring them in and speak to them and say, okay, hey, what's going on here? What are your concerns? And address them. Make them understand your perspective while you seek to understand their perspective. Give them that respect. Don't just dismiss them out of hand because they're a pain to deal with. Because great parents can help bring your program to another level. We know we need that parental support. So if we want parents to support our program, we need to respect them and work things out with them. 
into our last piece about respect. That is respect for the rules. And I'll keep this one brief because for a variety of reasons. Whatever the rules are in your organization, whatever the rules are that govern what you do, there's a reason they exist. And respect them. Because when you start breaking rules, when you maybe go talk to an 8th grade athlete who doesn't live in your district, and you say, hey, I'm not recruiting you, but you'll have a starting position if you come to our high school. You've broken the rules, and you know it. And that's a problem. Because you're now teaching that kid it's okay to bend the rules when it, when it benefits you. You're teaching the rest of your athletes, hey, we're going to bend the rules when we think it makes us better. I'm not saying push the boundaries. I'm not saying don't, you know, play within 100% of the context of rules because I think that's where there's a competitive advantage. I'm saying don't willfully and intentionally break the rules. You know what they are, but it sets such a bad, bad example for the people you're leading, right? If I'm the CEO and I'm cooking the books, right? If I'm, you know, doing illegal trading, if I've got insider trading info and I'm using that, what are people underneath me going to think? If I'm a United States senator and I get some inside trader info and I dump all my stocks on that, that makes me look really bad as a leader, okay? All those things go into, right? As a leader, our number one goal is to take care of our people, okay? If we want to take care of our people, one of our jobs is to teach them the right way to do things. It goes back to the original first episode of this series where we set the standard. If we are setting the standard, we are living by that standard, we have to respect the rules. Because the minute we start breaking rules, we teach the people underneath us, it's okay if we break the rules, and they're going to do the same. And the next thing you know, we've got an organization that has a really bad reputation. So if you want to avoid that, respect the rules that govern what you do. It's okay to play within the rules. And you'll be surprised that most of the teams that win big, most of the companies that win big, most of the organizations that are extremely successful, play within the rules. They maximize the rules to their advantage, but they play within the rules. When they don't, they get really bad reputations, and that's very hard to recover from. So in summation, that's kind of the whole deal about respect, right? As a leader, we have to have respect. Respect for ourselves, respect for our position, respect for those inside our organization, respect for those outside our organization, okay, and respect for the rules. There's a lot more to respect, guys, and I'm sure that you have a million different ways that, oh, coach, you didn't talk, talk about this, or, you know, you didn't mention this, and you're absolutely correct, because respect is a very broad term. The thing is, we all know what respect should look like. We know what it means to respect others. It's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's okay to have totally different philosophies. It's okay to even have different principles. What's not okay is to be disrespectful to each other. Maybe that's something we should keep in mind going forward, thinking about what's happening in our nation. But at the end of the day, if you can respect the people around you, if you can respect what's going on, your people, people outside, the rules and all those things, you're going to be successful. And that's our number one goal as leaders, to establish that sustained success for our organizations. We want that then we have to have respect. Again, guys, thank you for listening. I uh, would love to hear your feedback. Love to hear some examples of respect or disrespect or whatever you might have in mind. Uh, maybe some points that I missed. Uh, info will be right there on the screen if you're watching the video. Um, if not, you can contact me, uh, Dustin at AnchorDownLeadership.com, AD underscore leadership on Instagram, at AD underscore leadership on Twitter. Uh, those are probably the best ways to find me. Uh, we're on Facebook at Anchor Down Leadership or mine on Dustin uh, Mills. 
Find us some way. Get up with us. Contact us. We would love to hear you. Uh, or hear from you. We would love to interact with you and work with you if that's something you're interested in. Remember, as always, continue to push the status quo. Find ways to make yourself better and anchor down to your core values. Appreciate you guys. Let's have a great week.